Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right, we've got some more mailbag questions for you on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. Some we weren't able to get to last night, some new ones as well. We'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, first of all, Steve, I just wanted to say, and I was talking to you about this before the podcast, I watched my second, I said first, it's easy, you remind me, I did watch the USF game the other day, so my second college basketball game I watched in its totality, Florida was at Alabama, hell of a game, went overtime, really Florida should have won, they had a fairly comfortable lead, um, and then, uh, you know, weren't able to hang on, but Florida's really good. And Alabama's, I guess, got the best record in the SEC. They were ranked fairly high. Mm-hmm. Um, but this Florida team can they can do a lot, man. They can shoot. They got they got size. Uh, entertaining brand of basketball. I enjoyed watching college basketball. I haven't, you know, I, you don't know the players anymore because if they're really good, they're one and done. They're in the NBA, and then the transfer portal, NIL, all that is is added to the, you know, lack of understanding. This is insane. Like. Duke with Bobby Hurley and Christian Leitner for five years, right? So, it but but the the level of play was really really good, and the SEC is good, I think, as a conference this year. But um, but yeah, it was entertaining. And how and then how about USF, which did not play a great team in uh, last place Te- in the, the in the conference? Was but, it Texas San Antonio? Is that who they played? Yep. Yeah, and they struggled. They didn't yeah, shoot very well at all. They were down. Yeah. A twin on a twelve-two run, and then and wound up winning uh, late in the fourth quarter. But they got the dub, man. You know, and they got SMU coming in here for another big night, maybe a sellout. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. Yingling Center will be rocking. Yeah, baby. So, but yeah, college basketball, which you know we're close to. Uh, what do they call it? Uh, Mad Marchness, I think. Somebody calls it that, but it's really yeah. you know, March Madness or that. Yes. I'm confused sometimes by just the uh, butchering of words. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think I might actually watch the tournament a little bit this year. I've gotten away from that. I really, you know, so much of college sports is, has changed so rapidly and not for the better necessarily. Um, well, it's better for I, the athletes. Better for the athletes. I don't have a problem. I've always been one that from the beginning said – this is ridiculous. How are these athletic programs making $150 million and the only ones not getting paid were the players? And they're still technically not being played by the universities, but by NILs and, and whatnot. They're not unionized. They don't have benefits. They're not employees, all that. We can get into that later. But but in terms of like, there's just no central body, no no rules, no, no enforcement of much. Um, and then, you know, random sanctions, which sometimes confuse me, but uh, so college sports, I don't think necessarily is at its high point right now. Again, glad the players are getting something. Um, not happy with you know the way it's gone in the NBA. I think killed college basketball um, for the most part. But uh, but again, I don't begrudge if a guy's good enough to go to the NBA after one year or out of high school. So be it. You know, good for him. 
you, you know, you can't, I, I've always said this, like it, it never made sense to me. Like, so if I'm a concert pianist and I'm 13 years old and I can play for the New York Philharmonic, nobody tells me I can't take money, you know, or I can't mm-hmm. play. Like, it's just yep. weird. But uh, that's the case in, you know, uh, in, in the NBA and stuff. So I think that's hurt college basketball, but yeah, kind of, I, I kind of, cause I love, I love the game of basketball. Like when I, when I was growing up, um, played high school basketball and that, as much as I was a baseball guy and all that stuff, the most the most fun thing to play was basketball. You know, the atmosphere, uh, the crowd being run on the court, um, just, you know, the athleticism that you have to use, running, jumping, catching, shooting, you know, all those skills. It was just really fun and um, fun to play for sure, fun to watch, especially at a high level. And used to cover it for the Tampa Bay Times, you know, all the tournaments we'd go to. Um, saw some great players, you know, when they were coming up, uh, cause I'm a hundred years old, but, uh, but yeah, so it, it's always been like a passion of mine. In fact, some people will remember this when the SEC tournament was here, what, two years ago, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. if you recall, Tennessee, I think won that tournament. I covered the final. I don't know how I got roped into that, but I did. And I enjoyed it cause I, I think I actually said I would help, but somehow I wound up doing the final as well. And I got home, and my kid was out front with a hockey stick hitting, like, you know, plastic pucks in the driveway or whatever. And so she did that for a while. And just as I went upstairs, we had to do a podcast. Uh, We were going to do one about 7.15. And I looked on my Twitter, and it was Tom Brady saying that he was not going to retire. He was coming back. He retired 40 days later. And that was the day, the day that the SEC tournament final was in St. Peter was in uh, Tampa rather, and and that night about seven o'clock, Tom Brady said I'm back. <laughs> it was just the weirdest thing. So even when you enjoy basketball, sometimes life prevents you from doing so. But um, so yeah, those are my good basketball memories. Anyway, we've got some uh, mailbag questions for you. I want to talk a little bit about Mike Evans as well, and there might be a question or two about free agency. So I guess we can get started with that right now. Well, we'll start with that topic then. And Kyle okay. tweeted. Said, would it be a big mistake if the Glazers and Jason Light let Mike Evans go? This could be another situation like the Titans trading AJ Brown to Philly and then trying to replace him. That hasn't worked out. It's hard to know how big of a mistake it would be. I, I think I I I think it would be bad for several reasons. One, um, it could affect potentially your ability to retain Baker Mayfield. And I'm not saying that Baker is gonna tie his, you know, his wagon to Mike, whatever Mike does. Baker's going to do right, or if Baker, if he doesn't come back, Baker's not coming back. Like that's, those are not mutually, you know, exclusive or linked things necessarily. Um, but in as much as what worked last year was Baker established a really quick and and uh, dominant rapport with Mike Evans, you know, and Mike's a unique guy, sort of like you know with with his length and his speed, he's much faster than you think he is. But his body control is so great, um, and Baker did a really nice job of just kind of you know reading him out and putting the ball in places where only he could catch it, and and so you know you have a guy that leads the NFL or ties for the lead with Tyree Kill in, in touchdowns, has his tenth one thousand yard season twelve fifty five in in fact, um, and at thirty one playing about as good as he did at twenty six, you know I mean. Because he changed his body, and he did so even more when when Tom Brady got here and got 
got in his head about the nutrition and told him, Hey, what if you, you know, what if you could make a third contract and how many lives could you change if you did that? And, you know, Mike totally bought in. And so here he is, you know, one of the most productive receivers in the NFL. And yet we know it's going to cost a lot of money. And when I say a lot of money, I mean, they can't franchise them. And the reason they can't, it's not the franchise tag, which would be around 20, 20 plus something million dollars. It's that, you know, there is sort of an acceleration on his, uh, on his voided years. And so you're really looking at, you know, for what he made, you got to make 20% more than you made a year ago if you're franchised. So it's either the top five average salaries or 25% uh, of what you made a year ago. And because that cap number was so large, he'd have to make $28 million. We're not going to pay him that. So they can't franchise him. So that means I think he gets to free agency unless they can come to some agreement. And there's always a number, right? You don't know what it is, but there's always a number where the two sides can get there. Um, but if he didn't come back, I, I think it does a couple things. It First of all, you lose – you lose a number one, okay? You you can say, well, then Chris Godwin slides over. He become no. You know, I, I love Chris. And on some teams, he could be a number one. And much younger in his career, he could have done that as well. And he's led them in catches. He's led them in yards before and all that. But this Chris Godwin, you know, post-knee surgery, uh, you know, post-Dave Canales, all that, he's not he, – he's not – a guy that can carry your team. He's limited in the routes he can run. Um, he's limited physically, I think. And and that's why they tried to move him outside closer to the boundary to try to protect him. That didn't work. They've already said, you know, Liam Combe, the new offensive coordinator, says he's going to move him back in the slot. And that will work. But if you go into it with just Chris Godwin, right, and then a bunch of young guys. Now, you could draft, no question, you could draft a receiver. You could draft one number one. And there's a lot, it's a good receiver group out there, you know. Um, but I'm just not confident that even with Baker Mayfield, that's gonna get it done. You know, whereas, you know, Mike Evans gives you that instant sort of go to guy. You know, it's not it's not players, it's plays. Or not player it's not plays, it's players. You gotta have players. Like the, all the design plays and who's calling it and all that doesn't really matter unless you got guys on the end or end other end of those plays. And because Baker spent a year in really honing that relationship, just think about where they would be if they could have another year together. And it would just help Baker, you know, because he doesn't have to learn somebody new. So I, I think it's vital. If they want to pick up where they left off, then they're gonna to need to sign they're gonna to need to sign Mike and and uh and Baker together. Um could they still get something done if they're able to draft a wide receiver and he turns out to be a stud? Sure. I mean life's gonna go on. I mean Mike Evans is not going to play at a high level more than two or three years, I don't think, um, unless he is Jerry Rice. But even having said that, you know, it's still it's still an older player. It's it's still, you know, not a guy for the future. He's a guy for right now. And right now they can still win the division. And that's that's the only reason I think that they would believe that they should keep Baker, they should re-sign Mike, they should, you know, bring back Antoine Winfield Jr. maybe franchise him um, because they've got enough pieces already to win this division, which is not necessarily going to get that much better a year from now. We'll see what Atlanta does with the quarterback. You know, you and I were talking like I don't know, I don't know the solution for the Falcons other than the draft. Like 
if I'm a team that has a chance to draft one of these quarterbacks in the first round, which people seem to have a consensus that this is like the best quarterback draft in a long, long time, I think you have to take one, don't you? I, I would. Well, you're drafting eighth. You have a good team. Your roster is pretty good, but you haven't figured out the quarterback. You're drafting eighth. You hope to never draft that high again. Not in, in the near future. So with a quarterback-rich draft and you have a pick in the top 10, you almost have to take a quarterback. You almost have to, right? Like you get So you get like the fourth or maybe the fifth best guy, but people are saying that this is such a good draft for quarterbacks that – Maybe you even know, try to move up and get a guy. Yeah, you exactly. Know? You got juice. Yeah, you could do that. And not every team in the top eight, top seven need a quarterback, so they're going to be willing to trade. And you look out there and you go, okay, well, who can we – so if we go the trade route, first of all, you got to give up compensation. Secondly, um, there are some free agents too. Let's just say it's Kirk Cousins, it's Russell Wilson. Um, maybe you get a Justin Fields. You got to give up a lot for that, probably. But you only get him for one year, and then then he's you know he's a free agent. Um, I just I don't see a lot of great options. You know, I think I'd rather you know spin the wheel and hope that I get my Matt Ryan. You know, for the next ten years, that would be my my wish if I were, if I were Raheem Morris. Mm-hmm. Or Arthur Blank, I think that's got to be their plan. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I mean, you could you you could go sign a Russell Wilson or Kirk Cousins. You can sign them to a short deal. Yeah, but if I'm, you want to draft a guy, guy right? and, and, yeah. and let your guy sit until he's ready, whether it happens this a year, year or, or wait a year, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially if you've you've got a roster in Atlanta that if you could find a quarterback, you can win the division. Yes. So you could you could play both. You could go draft a guy at eight or even move up and still sign a free agent trying to win now, but develop a guy for long term. You could do that if you're Atlanta. If you think Russell or Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins or whoever it is can get you there and gives you the right type of deal, you're, you're going to want a shorter term deal, not a long term deal. Uh, that's the thing. Like the, none of those guys that you just mentioned are going to play mm-hmm. for for less than $35, $40 million. But you could, aff- I mean, with the cap going up and all that, you could afford that as long as they're willing to do it for a year or two, not yeah. wanting a three or you four guarantee year. guarantee them 60 or $80 million Yeah, I mean, I, I think, yeah. I think you know, because you're going to be paying your rookie quarterback who's going to sit behind them and learn right. the rookie deal. So right. you, know, you could make it work as right. long as they'll give you a short enough deal. If, well, they want, if, if they want three, four years, that's not, that doesn't work in that plan. If I'm a free agent quarterback just looking at the teams that might be in the market for me, Atlanta's at the top of my list. Easy division, really talented team. Both sides of the ball are good. Mm-hmm. You know, it, not a big not a big rebuild. Love the coach. Love the head coach, mm-hmm. you know. Well, but, but uh, it becomes that becomes a question, too. That's a defensive head coach. Well, he is. But who's your offense coordinator, and how long are they going to be there? He's coach. He's he's been on both sides of the ball. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Ex- no, I, I don't know exactly what. You know. I guess with defensive head coaches, if you have success on offense, they become head coaches. And like I said, you're always hiring a guy mm-hmm. like yeah, Todd Bowles. You've always to talked do. about. Yeah, you've always talked yeah. about that. But do, is there lots of positives in Atlanta? Absolutely. Oh, the team. I mean, the team, the division, all the things you said. Same reason Baker Mayfield chose this place. I mean, yep. you'd like a little more stability, but the ownership is good. The franchise is sound. Same reason Tom Brady chose this place. Yeah. Now, at a roster. What somebody, I forget who said it, it was an interesting comment. 
um, somebody that used to be a Patriot. I don't think it, I don't think it was Brady, I, I, and I don't want to misquote him. But somebody asked about you know how is Bill Belichick not the coach in Atlanta, and they said because they're not interested in winning. Because if you were interested in winning, you would you would you would hire the guy that's the most winningest coach in, in the NFL. Period. You know, you're interested in the illusion of wanting to win, but guys are more worried about keeping their jobs, i.e., people in you know Arthur Blank's ear, than allowing Bill Belichick to roll in there with his own personnel guys, etc. And you know, try to try to win the big one. Now, you know whether you believe in Belichick without Brady or not. That's perfectly fine either way. But yeah, I um, think I think it becomes if you hire Belichick. I mean, you know, you're turning over your whole organization to him. Yeah, you are. And so, do you want to do that? And they didn't how have long? The how long does he want to be there for? Well, does he want to be there? Fourteen more four years, would or be is nice. it really just you know <laughs> yeah. two years to get my to get the record? Passed on Shula, yeah. And now you've turned, you've completely changed your whole organization. Right. And two years from now, you may say, I'm done. He could say, that's it. I got my 14 wins and I'm out of here. You know, and, and so, you know, that's something you have to weigh when you're considering to hire him. Yeah. Well, they said, they claimed it wasn't about, you know, demands of the front aisle, that stuff, but who knows. Um, and I, I'm a big Raheem guy. I think he's going to do well, but without a quarterback, I don't care who the coach is. Well, you, but in you, Raheem, they went with someone they know. They know him, and you know he knows Atlanta, and mm-hmm. you know I certainly he learned when he was thirty two a long time ago uh, the lessons of being a head coach, and and so all that's great. But without a quarterback, you I don't care who you are, you're not going to win. You're just not. It's very hard to do, and so Atlanta's got to get the quarterback right. They had it right for a while with Ryan. Obviously, they got to a Super Bowl, uh, did couldn't close it out, but you know. They're, they're a good football team relative to the division. And then Carolina's still not there. And then New Orleans, you know, is in this getting old phase. And Derek Carr wasn't very good. And I have to see what they got. But they won as many games as the Bucs. They just didn't win the right games. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's still a tight division, but not one that you say, wow, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to win 13, 14 games to take it. Um, that's not the case. So. I don't know. This this draft, this free agency is coming up first is going to be is going to be really interesting because that's the other thing like they have free agency before the draft. So not knowing who's going to be on the board, I mean everybody does their mock drafts and you can say well we should be in it for a quarterback or one guy that we like. It's not just taking a quarterback. Did you get your quarterback? Did you get the guy you like? You know? And if you can't, then maybe you're better off taking a free agent. But you got to make that decision before the draft. Now you can do both. You can, like you said, you can get the bridge guy, let him play for a year or two, and then, and then still draft a quarterback. And that's probably the best way to go. Um, but then again, you're using a high draft pick on somebody that can't help you this year. But the mm-hmm. position's so valuable that you just have to be right. Also, their clock starts ticking right away. So whether you play him or not, he's only got five years, man. So are you going to take a whole year out of his career? where he could be helping you or learning, whatever, and then say, hey, uh, sit behind Russ Wilson or Kirk Cousins and watch how they do it for a couple of years. Now, Green Bay, it hasn't hurt them. They've been famous at it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I, from, I think I think you go in not going, hey, we're not playing him this year. I think it's we'll play him he's when, ready. when, when, when yeah. he's ready and he's going to yeah. help this team win games. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, and every quarterback's different on that scale. Yeah, I mean, it didn't hurt Patrick Mahomes, you know. I mean mm-hmm. – Certain guys, 
And and I think Patrick could have played before he played, but I think it also helped him to have a guy like Alex Smith that he could watch, you know, mm-hmm. play the position, make corrections, mm-hmm. all those things. We saw Aaron Rodgers do it with Brett Favre. Rodgers, we saw Rodgers do it with Favre. Favre did it with Rodgers. I mean, now, Tom now Brady that, did it behind Drew Bledsoe. Not quite the same thing. I mean, you weren't expecting that out of Brady as a six-round draft pick. Right. But he still – and that was an injury situation, one. yeah. Right, but he didn't start day one. Is my point is? Oh hell no! Back in, back in the day, back in the day, nobody did. That's yeah. the irony. Is that you know, it used to be pretty rare that a rookie would come in and be handed the ball day one. You know, but now because they have this window where they're not, they're under the rookie salary scale. You want to get as much out of them before they become a free agent as possible, and you can use that money to build a good team around them. So the t- the clock ticks really loud when you when you take it with those guys, um, especially in the first round. I don't know. It's going to be an interesting off season. We're so close to it too because next Monday, I leave for Indianapolis. Jason Light and you know Todd Bowles will be talking up there, as will Raheem Morris and Dave Canales and other guys, and Michael Penix will be working out. So there'll be a lot sort of to try to keep track of in Indy. I can't believe you know the Super Bowl was just a couple of weeks ago. And that's the thing about the NFL. You realize it's like, you know, it does not stop. I mean, it, it two weeks later, you're in you're in the Indy. Then by March 13th or so, it's the start of the free agent yeah. negotiating period. And then it's the draft and so on and so forth. And these teams are going to be changing and, and adding and subtracting. You're going to see players get released. You know, you can still see Shaq Barrett. You can see other guys. Um, it's going to be a really interesting couple of weeks. And that's, that's just what the NFL has, has created. So I saw this tweet today from Scott Hansen. Mm-hmm. 200 days from right now, we'll be in the Octobox. Oh, my God. Is that right? Yep. So as you're Holy listening crap. to this podcast, it's 199. Holy God. I, haven't, I can't even. I haven't stopped yet. <laughs> it's a thing, man. I got to get off this damn treadmill sometimes. Yep. Wow, that's crazy. 200 days. I'll be here for you. Know it. No doubt about it. Um, okay, well, we'll get to your mailbag questions here in just a second. We'll continue those uh, as we have started them. But um, I want to remind you guys that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of May Electric Solar, they've been installing solar energy systems in Florida. Now, they provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods, and service while helping homeowners cut energy costs with an environmentally friendly investment. May Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never subcontractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Guess what? Now May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. That means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insurer, means that your roof, your electrical equipment, and replacement is covered. Solar Insurer also survives May Electric Solar. It is owned by the homeowner with no deductibles or additional fees. The policy will transfer to a new homeowner also with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best contractors are allowed to be part of its program. May Electric Solar's reputation and history of workmanship has earned them this membership. To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, we'll get back to mailbag here. Greg asks, are the Glazers the most underappreciated owners in Tampa? They've committed their pocketbooks to trying to win to put a winning team on the field, and we've seen two Super Bowls as a result. Why no love for them? Um, I don't know. It's it's a good question. I I think there's a couple reasons. Um, one, uh, 
and this is intentional on their part. They're they're not out front of anything. You don't you know you're not seeing them on TV like Jerry Jones or Bob Kraft or some of the other owners. Um, they're a very private family. You know, there's six uh, brothers, five brothers and a sister, and um, you know they've been in this business for a while. They own not just the Tampa Bay Bucks but also Manchester U. And if you think the Bucks are big, you should consider you know what that soccer or football club is around the world, not just in the national football league. So, um, so I, you know, one, they're not visible. Now, they've done a lot of things in the community. Um, they're visible in terms of, you know, their, their eye centers and the, and the Jewish community center and all that stuff. Glazer museum, like they're not, it's not like the name Glazer is, is not in the Tampa Bay area. They're not necessarily from here. They're from Palm beach. Um, and a lot of them live outside of Tampa, but several of them live here, including Darcy Glazer Katzowitz, um, who's very visible and does things obviously in the community and with, with, uh, uh, you know, girls flag football and so much, so many, uh, initiatives for, for women. And that's where a lot of that inclusivity comes from in the organization in terms of coaching and front office, um, as well. So I, I think they should probably get more credit for being as a diverse organization that they are. And look, um, they make a good point. You know, this franchise has won two Super Bowls, and there's still a bunch of franchises that have not won one. Mm-hmm. And it's very, you know, I think you can count, Steve, on two hands, the number of franchises that have won more than one. So, you know, since '02, I mean, the last mm-hmm. two decades, you've got two Lombardis in there, and they did it in totally different ways. Um, they still haven't drafted a quarterback that has won for them consistently, which is interesting when you consider they've had names like Steve Young and mm-hmm. Benny Testaverde and that. Um, but I think the, the 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 biggest thing is that they are not looking to be uh, to do much beyond put on a good product to be liked. It, being liked mm-hmm. is not as important to them as it is for some owners in the league. Mm-hmm. Or some people in general, they just want to be successful business people, good good community partners, yep. and put out the best product they can. And I and I think I think they've done that. You know, it, it took them a while to to figure it out. And you know, they went through what five coaches in ten years, starting with John Gruden. If you go from Gruden, you know, up till now, mm-hmm. um, but and a lot of people were like, well, they don't know what they're doing. You know, they're clueless. They just, but and they don't care. You know, they're more interested in Man U or whatever. To me, it was a sign that they did give it, give a crap. You know, mm-hmm. like the easy thing is just say, well, we'll give this guy another year. You know, what do we – I think they've always wanted to win. I think they've always yeah. wanted to win Super Bowls. I don't think they're happy with playoffs. I don't think they're – it starts there. You want to be in You want to be in the picture every year. They loved being relevant. They went and did what they had to do for Tom Brady, and they did a lot to keep Tom Brady here, to make it attractive for him, mm-hmm. um, you know, all that stuff. So the the short answer is no, I don't think they get enough credit because I think it comes down to just, you know, yeah, they went 12 years, you know, no playoffs. That's also on their record. So that didn't make them good owners because they didn't know how to put it together. Um, it wasn't for a lack of wanting to. Well, I think, and, and I moved here in 2010. Right. So I, I wasn't here for the 0-2 Super Bowl and that. Mm-hmm. And John Gruden and all that. But mm-hmm. – I think some of the dislike, disdain, whatever word you want to put with it that they get is 
when they fired John Gruden, the NFL had three years where there was no salary floor. Yeah. And they chose not to spend at all. And they, yep. even though Raheem actually went 10 and 6 one year with those three They years, wouldn't give him another free agent. Yeah. But they didn't spend. And that led to 12 years of no playoffs, really not even close outside that Raheem Morris year, a 10 and 6. Yeah, I don't and, know that it should have led to twelve years. I, I think I, I'm not saying it, I'm not saying that particularly did, but that was three years of not making the playoffs, and you followed that by nine more. And they tried. They they brought in Shiano. They brought in Lovey Smith. They, I mean, you you go through the laundry list. And they even you know they also. I mean, they going back even further. I mean, they tried for Bill Parcells. They tried oh, I, yeah. for Chip Kelly. They yeah. they thought they had deals with both those guys. I, you know, absolutely, and and. They absolutely want to win. That I mean, you everything that they we always talk about. They're big game hunters. They're big game hunters because they want to win. They want to get the best. Yeah, right. They're. I mean, you can argue that they made bad hires along the way, from you know GMs to you know Mark Dominic. Was he a good GM? Did they hold on to him too long? Did they make bad hires in coach? You didn't get Chip Kelly, so now you went for the next college coach instead of maybe finding the best coach at the time. You know, I don't know what went in the process, but those are, you know, those are kind of what it looks like from the outside that I don't know if they made good hires or made good decisions, but they were definitely trying. But those three years that they didn't spend a dime because the NFL had a three-year window. And that's fair. That's fair criticism. You know, because- I, I, think, I think they still get some dislike for that. I mean, if you look at, the criticism of Man U fans to the Grazers. Right. It's kind of the same thing. They don't spend enough money on the team. Now, soccer's a little different in the way it's all structured than that, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert over there, but those are the criticisms you hear of the Glazers. Well, they say the same thing. It's funny. Mm-hmm. We go over there for a game mm-hmm. in England or something, and you read, pick up the paper, and it'd be about, hey, all of all the Glazers' money's going to their football team, and then you're over here, and you read <laughs> all the Glazers' money's going to their, their soccer team. So, like, it's going somewhere. But n- nobody believed it was going to help either team win, which was weird. But um, but yeah, and I think it's fair to say they they you know took advantage of the three uncapped years. Just because you get rid of aging veterans, and they were aging at the mm-hmm. time, a Derek Brooks, a Warwick Dunn, and you cut payroll doesn't mean that you don't want to win. There comes a time when you have to get younger. There comes a time when you know you need a quarterback on his rookie deal. Like all that stuff is part of winning. Mm-hmm. And and maybe it was just time for a purging. I think the other part of it was, you know, because they knew who John Gruden was, and John was always going to you know bang the bang the table for a free agent, the next the next free agent, because he had you know veteran teams the whole time he was here. Um, I think they grew tired of that, and it didn't fit their. It obviously didn't didn't fit their financial plan. Mm-hmm. So you know they needed a change um, from Gruden to someone who would be. I don't know, thrilled to be a head coach at 32 and just happy to be here. And we're young, we're hungry, we're a hungry guy. Uh, and so that's what they got. But does that mean they didn't want to win? Well, they couldn't win the way they were winning, and they really weren't winning anyway with Gruden. So not at a high level after the Super Bowl. So they're like, well, screw it. If we're going to you know, not make the playoffs and take a beating, we got three uncapped years and we got a lot of debt on Man U. I get it. And I, but yeah, I do think it's fair for for fans to say, yeah, I, I don't really think you were all in 
with this franchise at that time. Yeah, there was a loophole in the NFL those three years that allowed you to pocket more money than you could You could now. spend $1 on payroll. Right. I mean, you, now there you have no to floor. spend to a floor in that. But yeah. for three years, you didn't have to, and they absolutely took advantage of that to pocket right. more money than most teams did. Well, imagine in the NFL, you know what the shared revenues are. Imagine if you can control your bottom line. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's what they really can't control is that they have to spend 48% or something like that on the designated gross revenues on player payroll. Mm-hmm. That's why the league had such a successful year last year financially. It's going to go up $25 million per team, you know, that yeah. they're going to have to spend on, on, uh, which, on means the, which means the team's revenue went up $50 million a year. That's correct. Last year. It's astounding, man. And the values of these franchises are just skyrocketing, you know. Six billion dollars and such, and it's going to be ten billion when you bat your eye and there's gambling. Um, so yeah, no one's holding a telethon, but I, but yeah, I think it's a fair criticism to say you know they lost some fans, um, during those three years and and during their commitment to Man U. Um, but since then, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've been all in trying to win, and and no question, uh, I, I know they're trying to win this year. It's you know, I, I think there was a time when I thought. You know, Todd Bowles couldn't save his job even if he won the division. I wasn't really sure. I thought, well, how do you fire a guy if he wins the division? But if he'd have flamed out in the first round and got beat badly by Philly, I, I don't know what would have happened, you know. Um, but I know they like him, and I know that they like what the team did last year, and they love Baker. Um, they're they're excited about this season, and I think they have they have a right to be. You know, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to replace a Tom Brady. You know, that's New England. And it hasn't been much easier here, you know, but at least they, they made a postseason. They've got a guy that looks like he could be their quarterback for the few years going in the future, and we'll see if they're able to re-sign him. But, yeah, I, I've i never bought into the um, they don't want to win. I think at times they've been too impatient. Um, and the one thing I know about this league is continuity is what wins. It really is. You know, if you can get continuity in the front office and the coaching ranks, um, certainly a quarterback, then you got a chance. Um, but when you're ripping it up all the time, it's just really hard to do. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. All right. Uh, good questions. we got more uh, tomorrow. In, in fact, we might do some of these every day until – um, some more things are happening, of course, around the sports world. Free agency is uh, about to commence here in the middle of March. We've got the Combine coming up. And tonight, Tampa Bay Lightning back in action, their last home game before a road trip. They need to get these two points. They play the Washington Capitals. It has not been a stellar homestand, and especially after dropping their last two games. So a chance to get it right against the Caps. We'll be back to talk about that, uh, as well as more of your mailback questions and, of course, anything that goes on in free agency uh, with the Bucks, etc. Uh, keep it right here on Sports Day Tampa Bay, also in the Tampa Bay Times and on TampaBay.com. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.